It's 3.33 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesday, April 26th, 2022. And this week, we're going to discuss the importance of being open and welcoming changes and evolution. But first, let's get into our subtopics for the week, starting with perfectionism and ending with authenticity. Depending on where you're listening, you'll be able to reflect on any of these episodes. I will also be incorporating more healthier shares and conversing about healthier efforts. So, let me know how you're feeling after listening to this episode. You can choose a variety of feelings and emotions. Keep in mind that you can feel more than one at a time, and you get to choose by your own definition how to process them. And if you could be so kind to write a review and or rate this episode if your listening platform permits, it would be greatly appreciated. Now, to check in. In this very moment, I am feeling content, relaxed, and at peace with the decisions made that I had no control over. So yes, it's a lot of different things at present. I'm actually going and growing through a bunch of peak and valley moments right now, and I'm completely okay with that. I've come to understand that I will never forget that I am completely unique. And to be quite precise, I am 1 in 7.8 billion brilliantly unique. And that's quite the mental boggle, wouldn't you say? That leads me into our first subtopic for the week, perfectionism. Part of my personal message was, you are already exactly where you need to be, Kai. Listen. Do you know how to soften your tendency towards perfectionism? It is and can be a simple task. However, I do get why it is often a challenging experience for many. And this is what I'm trying to explain. You ever feel, I should say, you ever experienced emotional pain? I mean, of course you have. I have. We all have. What I'm saying is... At some point in our lives, we've experienced that. That has been our first-hand experience. However, what if we breathe in all of our emotions and then exhale them out and actually just let them go? Just let them be. You could say no to that experience, but what if you said yes? Aren't you a tad bit curious? Even if it was still just nose across the board aren't you a tad bit curious though like why not continue exploring journeying journaling and evolving could you be open to something like that let me share this quick experience of mine with you when i should say if i ever fail by someone else's definition it was because i meticulously picked what was and or wasn't my fight battle or war and here's what i mean by that funny story of an experience there was this coach that i played for in college and i had no idea that i would even end up in a situation like this i cannot say for sure why their attitude towards me changed all of a sudden after an interview that i did regarding our home game You see, I never allow anyone to make the topics all about me because I'm just that much of a team player. I don't care that I have mad skills. I'm still a part of a team. 
and I don't allow anyone to single my teammates out, let alone try to place me above them. I already know that I'm good, great, magnificent, and brilliant, but it's not fair to spotlight me when I didn't play the game by myself. So I shed more light on my teammates, even though the newspaper reporter didn't like that. I've never used those kinds of outlets to boost myself because I don't have to. I practice to perfect my own crafts. This I know, and when I have nothing to add or take away, it's perfect to me by my own definition. You know, so I didn't say anything negative about my teammates, and I didn't take any credit for the win. I did, however, take accountability for the missed opportunities during our gameplay when I was on the floor. That's what captains do. So I imagine that this is probably the thing that ticked off the coach. Okay, so I'm not a showboat until I have to be a showboat. So during practice, after practice, coach had us doing three on threes, then two on twos, and eventually the coach had us playing one on one. My team, or I should say every single team that I play on from the three on threes and the two on twos, my team won across the board. But now it was one on one. And the way that I saw it was it wasn't my teammate against me or me against my teammate. No, 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 no. It was coach against me. The thing is, the coach vicariously played through my teammate. So I decided that I was going to participate in this fight this battle and I was going to win this war. So here we are, me and my teammate Mel. I told Mel every move that I was going to make and I also informed Mel that this that was about to happen, it had nothing to do with them. I knew it was coach, but they didn't. So I know that practice made me perfect, but I still gave out the play-by-plays to Mel because I was actually speaking to the coach who sat on the bench and observed me beat them and my teammate. Game was 11 and I told Mel that I was going to score seven straight, take a rest on defense, and then I was going to run it. I said, while I'm resting on defense, you should score as many points as you can because when I give my second and third win, the game is over. Well, that actually upset me. And it ticked them off as well. I really wasn't trying to do that, but it threw their game off, which wasn't my intent. But I stayed mindfully present in that in that experience because I decided to show up all the way for it. Crossover after crossover, shot fake after spin move down to stealing the ball. I scored seven straight points and took my defensive rest. Unbeknownst to me, there was a crowd on the bleachers. Now, we're in the gym now. There was a crowd on the bleachers that continuously roared with excitement at every offensive and defensive move I did. And I didn't have a care in the world. Mel actually scored three points. And when I stole the ball, I told Mel every move and play-by-play that I was going to do. 
that excited the crowd the coach wasn't too pleased by this not that i even really cared but mel even told me to shut up and play i laughed okay i i laughed as i executed my fake left crossover and broke mel's ankles i actually felt bad but that feeling was shelved until after the business was handled coach gave me all kinds of dirty looks so I decided at game point that I was going to let it hang. I told Mel I was going to take my last J from the arc. Basketball players, we know exactly what that means, right? So I guess Mel didn't believe me and, and, and that's completely okay because the crowd knew. Because now, they're, listen, when I tell you that this crowd, now they are tuned in. They are like, okay, what is he going to do next? You know what I'm saying? And, and they hear me saying what i'm gonna do and they're like yo wow you know with all of the jeers and the cheers and stuff so now before i finish this share i need you to know three things my coach and my teammate were white and they're crowding the bleachers well they were black i told mel that i was going to drive down the lane pull back and pop those strings I'm, to be honest, in my head, I'm laughing <laughs> big time now because it's funnier. But as it was actually happening, Mel actually thought that I was going to charge them. And they ended up falling down after I crossed them up. And when I took my step back from the arc, I released the ball. I didn't even watch it fall through the net because I had my hand hanging in the air as I turned around to coach backpedaling to half court just to make sure now that coach got the perfect view and all you heard was and then there was the uproar from the crowd that was on the bleachers of course that was not even me showboating that was the super duper confident me in my game because I knew what was going on, although I really didn't want to participate in that, but I knew. Let me tell you, the crowd went bananas. And I went up to my teammate who was slow to get up from the floor after that shot and informed them that this game had nothing to do with them and I appreciated their drive, commitment, and courage. It's not easy playing against me in that manner or even in that form because I really cannot be held responsible for the outcome of me not holding back regarding that kind of experience. I don't ever see a person as my competition when I'm on the court. However, what I do see is me playing against myself. Most times, and this is a really, really like personal share of mine, most times my competition is my brother always has been because to me he was just the greatest at everything and if i could just beat him once i felt like i was doing something but i knew i had to continuously practice and go hard because i wanted to be better than that very last version that played against my brother of me you see what i'm saying so for me, this was sort of like a shepherd's experience. Basketball fans will know what I mean by that, but that was me taking flight. 
So moving forward, to share another part of my personal message, you probably have an exceptional ability to keep multiple plates spinning in various areas of your world. But that could be why others keep piling on pressure. But you can decide when enough becomes enough and when it's time to offer a resounding no. All aspects of your life require balanced attention. So keep telling yourself that. A burned out you cannot be the result of your efforts. And I completely understand that and I get that now. As shared by Brene Brown, perfectionism is a 20 ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact it's the thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. Well, for me, I cannot agree with that statement 100% per the experience I just previously shared. However, I do get the sentiment of the quote being shared by Brene Brown. The daily reflection question regarding perfectionism is, where in your life do you feel you have to be perfect and why? Well, here's the thing. My life has never been about being perfect. It was mostly about understanding how to perfect something, a delegated task, an art of a craft, a direct job per its instructions and or directions. Simply put, my life was about repetitious behavior. For the mention, again, I never had to worry about being perfect. What is that kind of perfect anyway? I mean, just think about that. I mean, not the obvious, because we all often hear people say, oh, nobody's perfect, this, that, and the third. And see, my thing is this, no one gets to define what perfect is and mean to me. And you shouldn't want other people to do that to you. So I get it. And now, my peak of the week. I have to honestly say, it was informing a young lady to be more confident in her authentic self. So really quick. So I needed to make this reservation. And the young lady that took my call, she seemed a bit nervous, right? Because she wasn't able to gauge the call. She fumbled attempting to recite my address, among other things. So when she said it's her first day and, you know, all of these things that she was experiencing, that's when I decided to douse the experience with humor by saying, it sounds like you've had quite the year today. <laughs> I'm laughing about it now just even more because it really was funny. But that's actually what she needed. Someone to break the tension in the ice. She must have laughed a thousand laughs. And I showed up four into each of them. And she informed me of the hard time. Or I should say when she actually informed me of the hard time she was experiencing. And I even noticed her code switching on me. What I did was I opened up myself to her in a manner that would allow her to open up not just to me, not just to our experience, but also to herself. Because I'm a very proper person and I speak with authoritative yet open kindness and politeness. So speaking air quotes black is an art in my eyes because that was not my first-hand experience growing up. I mean, just look around. Are people not trying to, again, air quotes, sound black these days? 
Hey, listen, I'm just saying. I was always encouraged to continue being my authentic self. And perhaps some massive individuals that I've crossed paths with wasn't able to understand that. But it never stopped me from being me. After the reservation was completed, the young lady asked if there was anything else that she could assist me with. I briefly paused and said yes. I informed her to please take a few inhalations and exhalations after the call is disconnected just so she can kind of gather herself and get her bearings you know because I could tell that she was a bit puzzled so I explained that I wanted her to imagine smelling her favorite flowers and then blowing out some of the most amazing candles. I mean, really enjoy blowing them out. I also mentioned that I appreciated her cold switch, but it wasn't necessary because I was simply being me. She thought I was white because I spoke properly and I needed her to be comfortable with being herself. Maybe she was, I don't know. But she paused in that moment, expressed gratitude, and she doesn't even know how we just changed each other's life. I say that because you see, sometimes habitual code switching can leave a person so confused about their self, their true identity, that in the long run, they end up trying to figure out who or what is their real self. And as a result, people tend to co-switch up unnecessarily at everything. I mean, it's really okay to be you. And it's also okay to have other versions of yourself that are present that doesn't equate to people pleasing. And that's what was going on. Usually when there's a mass of habitual co-switching involved in an experience, it's because of people pleasing. Now, I'm open to other perspectives, and I'm just going to leave that at that. So, with all of that being said, we'll take a small intermission, and I'll be back after these messages.
one down back. That leads me into our last subtopic for this week, authenticity. Part of my personal message was, try to see things as they are, not how you want them to be, Kai. Listen, you ever overthink things? Do you know how to explore a lighter and less fixated way of mentally processing things? I pose that question because I had to learn how to teach myself that very thing. I had to grow into knowing that I can make decisions from a mindful place of authenticity. And that was truly an experience. When I was able to notice my thoughts, I was also able to take notice of what the experience was like for me. To share another part of my personal message, it seems that you have pretty high expectations for a particular person in your life. Perhaps you rely on them in an important endeavor, hence you have certain requirements. It is said that if you put too much pressure on this individual and if your ideas about how they will fit into your plan are too rigid, then you risk setting yourself up for dissatisfaction. You are now advised to accept help graciously and let them open up their potential step by step. Everyone should find their own way of doing things and get in the rhythm. Knowing this, I can connect daily with my soul through unconditional love. And I affirm that for your higher self as well. Yes, we are often known by the company we keep. However, we can all be a bit harsh with ourselves and others about this at times. Right now, it's important to focus on positive characteristics or insights offered by those in your immediate circle. You could be in the right company, but not drawing upon helpful and upbeat vibes in ways you can. So don't be too quick to distance yourself. As shared by David Lynch, the thing about meditation is you become more and more you. The daily reflection question regarding authenticity is, what do you believe in? How do these beliefs shape your choices? If you would like to share your reflection, you can do so via a voice recorded message, or if you're listening on the Spotify app, you'll be able to respond in the comment section. For me, I believe in a lot of things. However, I don't allow my own core beliefs, even personal choices, to close my mind, heart, or arms from learning about someone else's experiences that would actually create a new experience for me. To end this subtopic and close out this episode of the new season, here's a couple of thoughts of the day by Marianne Williamson and Samuel Johnson along with some yogi messages. In the absence of love, we begin slowly but surely to fall apart. Courage is the greatest of all virtues because if you haven't courage, you may not have an opportunity to use any of the others. So use your head to live with heart. One who knows how to enjoy life doesn't need riches. And that's a wrap. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. This has been an amazing episode of Kai's Ramble. I'm Kai, and I'm out. Open up, open up, I see you. Open up, open up, I see you. Open up, open up.